If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Welcome, listeners. Thank you for joining us for our conversation today around uh, common coaching scenarios. As Sabina mentioned in our last episode, we've been getting some good feedback from individuals that they really enjoy the quote-unquote say that again section where we share language. And so Sabina and I thought we'd just kind of popcorn back and forth on how we would handle just different coaching scenarios and share our language for those. So I'm excited for that. How about you, Sabina? I am very excited for that because they seem like smaller scenarios and they seem very specific compared to some of the things we talked about, but they're things that in almost every office, you know, having good language for any scenario is, is just another arrow in your quiver, as they say. Absolutely. Regardless of what the coaching scenario is, you can always pull themes and trends in regards to how you're handling situations, whether it's questions asked or tone or whatnot. So hopefully we've got lots of good takeaways for you today. Let's dive in. So one of the first uh, scenarios that we have is how would you challenge an FR to think bigger when they're already easily hitting their goals and their daily commitments, but they're resisting setting higher ones? Yep. That I just had a conversation like that the other day. And I so I think you can do it both with this applies both to daily commitments and bigger like annual goals. Like someone well, let's let's start with daily commitments. So if you come in, Heather, and your daily commitment is five referrals a day, right? Let's say, and you've had that for three weeks now and you've never missed it. That's our scenario. Yeah. So we're just going to drop into the middle of the conversation where I could do the whole activity coaching conversation. So I would ask you, so Heather, what would you like to have your daily commitment be today? I'm feeling really good about the five set. I don't remember what the consistent, the five QSs. QSs. I'm feeling really good about the five QSs. Let's stick with that. Okay. So Heather, I'm going to challenge you a little bit because you've been doing that successfully. This is probably like the 15th that you've had that commitment and you've literally never missed it. Yeah. I feel great about that. Yeah, as you should. So in my mind, that's less of a commitment now and more of a habit. Like that's just a habit for you because you've done it every day for 15 days. So what else could you do that might be a little more challenging for you? Not, I I don't want you to give up on that. I want you to just keep doing that. Like that seems pretty automatic for you. What do you think? Yeah, let's up it. Let's do six QSs. Okay. Well, I wasn't even that's not really where I was going with that because oh, I okay. don't think you, I don't know that you need more QSs. Oh. Um, let's maybe look at your phoning. Okay. What do you think about your phoning? Sure. It's above average. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, yeah, barely, but what's another area where you think you might need to be challenged and you might, you know, cause this daily commitment of the five QSs that you've knocked out of the park every day has really dramatically changed 
my last three yeah, weeks. My calling it. list, I have more people to call, which is exciting, and that feels good. Mm-hmm. I've been getting results on fewer dials. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if I made 40 dials, I suppose it could be a lot better. But I've been doing it on, like, 23 to 26 dials. So I've just been stopping when I get my five set and my two new. I was actually looking at move, your moving opens to closes, you know, like how many closes you have scheduled in a week, because I feel like you are knocking it out on the front end, but you've got, I feel like there's like a, on a five lane highway, four lanes are blocked <laughs> I mean, you've, and you're like squeezing the closes through that one lane. So um, you usually have two or three closes scheduled in a week and end up keeping one or two. So what do you think about that? You have the open cases to increase that. Yeah. I mean, what suggestions do you have? And how would I go about doing that? So I think you want to, because you have the inventory to do it, you've just been, you know, we've talked about that, just been a little bit slower to move those. You don't set the appointment for the close when you're with them after you've opened the case. And I think it makes it harder to get back in front of them. Slows the process down, yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking if you could schedule eight closes in a week, you'd probably keep four or five of them. Hmm. Okay. What would that do for you if that were true? I'd have more business. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're a good closer, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. How do you see yourself going about that? What do you think is the first action step you have to do? Well, like you said, I think I need to be asking to book the close right away after mm-hmm. my fact-finding meeting. So do you have any new sets or fact-finders do you have today where you could start practicing? Yeah, I have two fact-finders today. Okay. And are they confirmed? Yes. Okay. So do you think you could book two closes out of that? If you open those kind of out of my control. I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can try. Yeah, you're probably right. What about the uh, the cases that you have opened from last week? Yeah, I mean, some of them I have closed. Some of them I don't. I need to follow up. I haven't done a great job of. I've just been having a hard time getting a hold of people, getting them to schedule. Now that you've opened the case, they know what you're calling mm-hmm. yeah, about. Yeah, right? right. Exactly. So, what I would say is, let's just set a number, and however you can get to the number. You know, you could be a little creative. I don't want to lock you into, you have to get it from this, this, and this. But let's say next week, Monday through Friday, how many closes do you have on the books right now? How many closes next week? Mm-hmm. I have five. Oh, you do? Okay. That's a good one. How about, do you think you could get that to eight? I do. Yeah. Okay. So your commitment today for when we meet tomorrow would be that you're going to go from five closes to eight closes for the balance of next week. Yeah. I mean, with eight, my hope is to keep four, which would be, you know, around one a day. And yeah, I think that would, that's very doable. Okay. Well, it'll get us going on that road then. Yeah. Down that path. Okay. Um, Because I think if you treat this commitment like you treat all your other commitments, you'll get it done. And I think it's make a measurable difference in your business. When I think about helping FRs, think bigger. You know, maybe they're, like you said, they're already a successful rep. They're doing pretty well. Um, I like to ask a couple questions. I like to know if they're competitive. That's what I will always ask. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if they say yes, I'll ask, are you competitive, you know, against other people or are you competitive against yourself? Because there's a difference. If they're competitive against other people, I feel like it's pretty easy to pick out a couple people that they can go after, right? Like, let's look at numbers. Let's look at your peers. Let's look at other people in your training class, you know, whatever that looks like, basically just to get, get a healthy competition going. But I also think I love helping reps identify like a weekly or a monthly best, meaning like let's pull up your monthly activity and ratio report. Let's look month by month and let's see what your best fact-finding month is, your best, you know, kept meeting month, your best QS month, and saying like what if you had a month of all new best just by one, like a plus one in each of these categories. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think that's kind of a fun way to help 
challenge bigger thinking. The other thing, too, is really just finding out what motivates them. I know it sounds silly, but we, and we've had calls around that. But, you know, it isn't always necessarily if they're not competitive, it might be something else. It might be they want special access to upper leaders, right? Like more access mm-hmm. to the managing partner, more time with their mentor. It might be educa- additional education, maybe growth or leadership opportunities. Like what, you know, would you like to start being a, a presenter or a facilitator in sales school? And if you did, you know, here, this is the level that we would need you to be at. Or, you know, like, we'll let you have that if you can get to X level. So I would say like dangling bigger sticks or waving or dangling bigger carrots or waving bigger sticks might be one strategy. And then asking like, what does doing your very best look like? Because oftentimes, even though they're doing really well and they're hitting granum, they're capable of so much more. So asking them, you know, what does your absolute best look like and are you giving your very best? And then lastly, I would say helping them, like do a little visioning, helping them imagine what could your business look like if you perform to your utmost capabilities. I know you're doing great, but I also know you're capable of so much more. So, or, And just asking that question, like if you thought really big, what could you be capable of? What could your business look like if you thought really big? And I think the other question is, what are you? What's the biggest fear you have about mm-hmm. about really putting yourself out there? Sure. Because I I find that's the fear of failing. I've had actually just this week I had a number of board of review calls. You know, one of the things amongst people who were didn't want to really set bigger goals was, well, I don't want to set something that I don't think I can yeah. hit. And I think, well, you're the determining factor in whether you hit it or not. You <laughs> right, know? right. That's, yeah. So it's there's there's usually a fear of something. And I think you also have to consider where they came from. If you have somebody who came from a very average income and they've made 50% more than they've ever made before, for them, that was thinking big. You know, so sometimes people have to, they have to exceed where they came from. And then it's like wide open territory. And they're kind of like, oh, it's a little scary. We always think that everybody wants to be super successful and be, you know, take advantage of the unlimited part. But that's, um, for some people, it's a little scary because there's no boundary or outline around that. You know, it's unlimited. But on a smaller, and even on a smaller scale, just like the daily commitments, when you find someone settling into, might be a perfectly valid commitment, but they hit it every time, that means it's not challenging them. You know, and this is a business that's going to challenge you all the time. All right. Scenario number two, when an FR tells you that they don't like setting goals, right? Doesn't that just make you cringe? Or they prefer to, you know, I'm going to do the activity and and just see what happens. Like, I'm just going to focus on the day-to-day activity. We'll we'll see what, what comes out of it. What does that conversation sound like? Okay. So Heather, I know we've talked about different goals and you have told me that it makes you, you don't attach a lot of importance to goal setting. So tell me a little bit more about that because I want to dig into that a little bit. I just feel like I always give my best. So if I'm always doing my best, I'm going to be successful. So that's really what's important to me. So how do you know when you've done your best? Like what's the measuring stick for doing your best? For me, it's, you know, the granum level activity. So five to six points a day, I guess, is what I'm measuring myself on. Yeah. And what about results? Well, like I said, if I do the activity, that's what I'm in control of. I mean, I I know that that's what I can control. So I'm taking the approach that if I focus on that, the rest will come. Okay. And that's, there's probably some truth to that. But if you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you got there? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you, you know, what do you want to have happen? Because this is a pretty self-directed business, right? Yeah. I mean, I I want people to look at me and see that I'm successful. I want to know that I'm successful. So I guess probably P40, 100 lives. Mm -hmm. Well, you you seem very tentative when you say that. 
Yeah, I mean, I am a little bit. I've got a ways to go. It seems pretty far away at this point. So can you think of a time in your life when you set a big goal and you achieved it? Not really. Okay, that's actually helpful information for me to know. So the whole concept of setting a big goal is, would you say? Yeah, I haven't been a big goal setter in my life. Yeah. Okay. Would you be willing to take a chance and see what happens? I suppose. Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. Let's pick a concrete thing. It doesn't have to be 100 lives. Let's just look at the next month. What do you think that you can do in the next month? Even if you can't control it, I, I always say you can't control anything. You can influence everything. So just a month, a goal for this month. Mm-hmm. Goal for this month. Mm, it's the first of the month. You've QSs. got the whole month. Well, I'm thinking in terms of productivity. Oh, productivity. Yeah, your activity is great. Ten lives and best... five new clients is the job. So, yeah. Ten lives and five new clients. And have you ever done that before? Uh, no. Okay. So this will be the first time. Yeah. Okay. So how are you going to make that happen then? What are some steps that you can take? Um, sticking to my activity, making sure I follow through on that. And then I am okay, a little... Okay, but let's get really specific. Okay. Specific. I mean, if it's granum level activity, I'm going to need to do 80 QSs. I'd like to keep 60 meetings. So if you're going to write 10 lives, how many closes do you have to have? Let's, let's do that. Is that in my control though? The so number of closes? closes? It's a sphere of influence you can have, right? I mean, if you look at, let's look at your numbers. So you have a closing ratio of 40%. So 40% of the closes that you attempt yield in a sale. And if you want to do 10 lives, how many closes would you have to have, assuming your closing ratio is not going to change? Well, 40%. Mm-hmm. So what, how many closes would that be? So 40% of that is 10 lives, okay? So do you think you can schedule 25 closes? I do, yeah. Okay. I guess this isn't, yeah, I think I could probably do that. And you, that's in your sphere of control. Mm-hmm. That's more than you've ever done, but the results will also be more than you've ever done. What's stopping you from just like wholeheartedly committing to that? I can sense the fear. <laughs> I guess it's just that fear. Maybe that's just it. Maybe I just need to do it. But what are you afraid of? Nothing, really. I don't know. I'm not following, I guess not doing it, you know, like failing, like not hitting the goal. But who's in control of setting 25 closes? I am. I get you that. Are. Yeah. And what mechanism could you use to make sure that you get that done? To get the closes scheduled, mm-hmm. making sure I'm booking the close after the fact finder, mm-hmm. making sure I have enough fact finder, enough case opens. Mm-hmm. And you have to track it, right? Like you, whether it's yeah. hash marks well, or course. a box, you know, ticking boxes, whatever it is. I mean, I'm thinking maybe you're very visual. So I'm thinking you need a chart that says, all right, boom, boom, boom. I've got 13. I need to get 12 more. You know, like you want to really be thinking about it every day. I mean, I, I can see that you're skeptical about this. So I, I applaud that you're, <laughs> no, I'm good. That you're I'm willing good. to do it. I'm good. Yeah. And yeah. I think, Let's give it a whirl. Let's give it okay. a try. All right. Let's make it happen. I was being difficult. I have a rep right now that I am struggling with that is doing this. And it is, I mean, a lot of it is fear and skeptical to set the goals. I think, not that it matters, I, I think this can happen in men and women. I do think there's a confidence issue there. She's just, in general, like, skeptical and nervous, and I don't think her confidence, she's still fairly new in the business, but getting her to set monthly goals is difficult. So I love the way you broke it down. There's a risk in that. To say you're going to do something, you're risking The failure. fear of not following through. Yeah, exactly. And that exactly. is what I can see in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, yeah. I think that's a fairly common thing. People want to leave themselves a trap door. Well, I never, it's like using the word try, right? Well, I never said I would do it. I said I would try. I said I would do my best. And that's why I'm always pushing people to how will you know that you've done your best? You know, it can't just be a gut feeling. All right. Do we want a role reversal or should we go on sure. to the next one? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. 
think that's fine. Okay, Sabina, tell me a little bit about we're in January, which started the new year. Have you set any goals for yourself for the next six months or so? Not goals per se. You know, I've got to, I'm going to do as much activity as I possibly can because I know that's what yields results. I don't want to lock myself into a goal because what if I don't hit it or what if I could do more? You know, I don't know. I feel like that really, I feel very constricted when I have to commit to a single thing. <laughs> I get it. I can hear it. Nobody likes to be restricted, right? But if you don't know where you're going, you're probably going to end up somewhere else. I mean, you have the fear of, gosh, what if I could have done more, but also you want to know where you're headed. So let me ask you, like, where do you see yourself in a year? In a year, let's see, I see myself having, being that much closer to being a career rep, like, you know, being closer to knowing that the odds of my being here are good. I mean, I feel like I still am in that new phase. I see myself being, doing a lot of joint work, hopefully at some point being a mentor to others. And to, you know, teaching people what I've learned over the last years, you know, last couple of years. So that's where I see myself. Okay. What would it take to get you to a career rep? Like, how would you define being a career rep? Well, you have to be here five years, right? Yes. But I guess, like, I'm where do you, I'm asking where you see yourself in a year. Right. So I feel like I'm one year closer to five years. Right? Oh, <laughs> that's what, I see. That's what the you're way saying. I think about it. Yeah. Oh, like, so okay. I'll have finished say, my you've got four years second go, year, so. and, and then I'll be one year closer to, you know, I'll, I'll be, have that much more confidence that I am going to make it. Okay. Do you know what the expectations are for a rep each year? No, because I feel like I've been ahead of whatever they are. I mean, I don't, but I don't know. No, no one's told me I'm, I need to be doing anything different, really. I mean, I like no one has said to me, hey, you're failing. So I feel like I'm doing okay then. Yeah. Let's reflect back on your last year, right? You just finished your first year. What was expected in terms of a first year rep? Like, what is success for a first-year rep? I think it was 100 lives and like 60 or 70 new clients, yeah. And I I think I ended up at 84 lives and 52 new clients. So, you know, I felt pretty good about that. I got a bonus, you know. Do you see yourself doing that this year again? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you see yourself doing it at least 84? Yeah. Okay. Could Do you see yourself doing 100? I mean, that's not that many more. You're right there. I mean, I just kind of was, I don't know, I figured... It might be a little higher this year because I'll have some repeat sales and reviews and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it makes my stomach kind of flip to lock into 100 because I didn't do it last year. I mean, that was another two months worth of work it would have taken to get to 100. Yeah. Um, I heard you say when I said 84, you were like, yeah, I can do that again. Like you answered that very easily. Mm -hmm. You were like, yeah, I can do 84. So what's the actual difference between 84 and 100? Uh, 16. (laughs) <laughs> I guess, yeah. If you divided that over the period of a year. Yeah, that's true. It's eight and a half lives a month. Yeah. No, not even a month. I mean, it, that's very doable. That's that's like an extra two lives. Not, not even, even two, like one and a half even. lives a month. Yeah, exactly. When you say it that way. Yeah. It seems kind we'll of break silly it down. not to do it. Yeah. I mean, to be like 84 is a no brainer and 100 is scary. If we break it down, it really into yeah. bite sized pieces. It's not terrible. For me personally, you know, I've always believed in you tremendously. Mm -hmm. I totally believe that you can do 100 lives based on what you've done last year, based on your track record of success and what you have going. Do you believe that? Uh, Secretly, yes. I guess my fear is going, telling everybody that I'm going to do it and falling short. I don't know. I just feel like that would be a very awful, terrible, horrible thing to have happen. So what would be the worst that would happen if you finished at 90 lives? 
I'd be kicking myself thinking what you couldn't find 10 more lives. <laughs> That's, and yeah, people, I feel like, right. Like you'd be yeah, disappointed. People look at me and think, what, what was wrong with her? Did she not know where she was? Did she not know she was at 90 <laughs> lives? You know, I don't know that. Yeah. Or they might say, wow, 90 lives. That's a strong year. They might look at that and feel, and what's important is how you feel about it. I mean, if you felt good about 84 and you finished at 90, my guess is you'd feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I just feel like I'm jumping into something. I don't know if I can, if it's going to happen or not. I don't know. Well, and I think that's why we focus on the things that are within your control that will get you there. And we can certainly put a plan together that will break down the activity that you can control and you can focus on those controllables each month. And this is the, I mean, we're in January, so I feel like this would be the time to start. And that's what's so hard about that is that it's getting people to see that it's not a third party out there. Like what's going to happen is what you're going to make happen. Because I had asked somebody the question the other day, do you believe that you get what you think about? If you think about something long enough and hard enough and, and take enough action toward it, that you will make it happen. And some people do and some people don't, you know. I like to ask too, and I think you might have even asked this, like, how do you know if you're winning? When do we know when to celebrate? Like, if you don't set a goal, I like to celebrate things. How do we know when you've hit it? It's always an area for growth. Like, so it sounds like this might be an area taking risk because that's the other part of it. It's the risk of saying you're going to do something and then not doing it does chip away at your self-esteem and reputation. So the antidote to that is to do it. <laughs> like, cause you know, you see other people who set really high goals and they just chip away at them all the time. You know, they always know where they are and where they're going and what's happening. And it's a process. But to your point in the scenario that you played, sometimes when people come to the business, especially if they're newer in the business and younger in the business, maybe they've never had a big goal before. So they just have to experiment with that. Okay, let's take one more scenario. So let's imagine we have a rep that we want to coach to 25 to 30 ahead, and they're significantly below that. Sound okay? Yep, that sounds great, because that's a pretty common scenario. Okay, so I'll coach you to 20. Let's just say you're like 15, 16, 17 regularly. Okay, so Heather, when I, for the last few weeks, when I've asked you about your five days ahead, you've been consistently around 17, 18. So where do you want to be? Where do you need to be? Uh, I guess those are two different things. <laughs> I guess I need to be 25 ahead. I feel like my sweet spot's kind of 20. Like 20 is I'm able to still keep the wheels on the bus and keep the balance and keep my sanity. But I know Granum number is 25. Well, the Granum number is the truth of your situation. And your situation is that you keep about 50% of your appointments. Actually, you keep 55%. So if you had 30 ahead you'd keep 16. So your, yours is probably somewhere between like, say 27. So 28 is Heather Price's number. Because when you keep 55% of that, that's going to put you at 15. Okay. All right. So we know what your number is. What's keeping you from doing that? Honestly, I don't know. I think just being able to, I, I don't know. I don't really know. What I found is that the hardest time, let's just say 28, the hardest thing is to get there the first time. Then once you get there, it tends to have a momentum of its own of the four, of the of the 18 or 28 that you have you keep 15 that means 13 of them are going to cancel and of the 13 maybe you get five or six back on the books the following week so you're already five or six ahead that week for just from the cancellations and then of the 15 you keep you're probably going to move seven or eight of those ahead so now you're already almost halfway there and then you fill in with your new dials and some other things so let's do this let's Pick a date, look at your calendar and tell me, because it's already Thursday and you're, you know, you're right where you have always been for next week. I think you're 16 ahead. You'll probably be 18 by Monday. You know, you might be able to bump that up a little bit, but I feel like it's a short runway to get to 28. So look ahead 
and tell me what week you want to peg to be the first week of being 28 ahead. Oof, definitely not next week. I don't think, I mean, it's That's fine. Been, yeah. yeah. Well, let's do the following week. I think it's going to be tough, but. It is. It's always tough the first time. I mean, look how long you've stayed at 17, 18. So I have no reason to think that once you get to 28 the first time, you're going to probably have that same level of momentum that you have with 10 less appointments. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the week of the 30th, you're going to be 28 ahead. And what we'll do is every day when I see you, I'm going to say, hey, Heather, how's it going with that 28 ahead? And then you just keep me posted. And and I think if you start thinking about it today, that gives you seven working days to get there. And I think you can do it. And I think it's going to make a huge difference to your business. So when I am coaching people in these scenarios, I always like to say, and I would love your input on this, Sabina, because I don't know if everybody would agree, but two new a day keeps you where you're at. It's kind of like the you know, insurance, the insurance policy for being wherever you are, right, from dropping any lower. So I always tell people, you know, if you're 15 ahead and you continue to set two new day, you're going to stay 15 ahead. So I'll focus on, like, how many new sets could you do, right? How many do you need to do to get to 25 ahead and how many days of that? Because once you get there, you can drop right back down to two new and you'll stay there. It's just that short little sprint that you need a few days of maybe four new set or five new set. But I always, I don't chuckle, but I will tell people you're not going to get to 25 ahead continuing with five set and two new. Like you have to change the daily activity for a short period of time to get there. And I always tell people there's three buckets that you're making appointments from. The one is rescheduling your cancellations, because sometimes when people cancel, people forget about them. They don't always follow up and get back to them. But, you know, if you have 10 cancellations, and and I'm under no illusion that you're going to get all of them back, but you can get a half to two-thirds of them back. And then facts that turn into closes, yep. Well, just people that you're in front of who need Mm -hmm. to take the next step, Mm -hmm. and then your new sets or any of the phoning that you're doing. So when you think about it in those three scenarios, you know, you got to bump one of those three up at least, you know, if not all of them. All of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think it gets people thinking a little more creatively that way. And maybe Um, takes the fear out of it because they have more options. Like, yes, absolutely. You take it. If I can, I always want to take a big number and break it down into little buckets of stuff. So, but it really does. Once you get there the first time, you tend to stay there. If you're going to settle into a routine, make sure you settle into the right routine. Well, I am giggling a little bit because we put together eight scenarios to go through and we got through three. <laughs> I know. We could go, we we could go on and on about these. We can have is, a lot of Say That Again episodes. Uh, I know, right? I know. So, but it's, it's good yeah. stuff. And I hope that all of our listeners, I hope you are all getting some ideas out of these different conversations and different role plays. Obviously, there are multiple ways to have these conversations. I think you can probably see the different styles between Sabine and I. doesn't mean one's right or wrong. It's just, I think, whatever works for you and whatever effective with the rep that you're in front of for sure your style might even need to change depending on who you're who you're in front of right right and if you have other scenarios that you've encountered that we haven't covered in any of our episodes or something you know and they're not just the truly weird one-off ones because there's there's not much we can do with those but if you've got scenarios or questions don't be afraid to reach out to us because we'll incorporate your material into an episode we've done that before we'll do it again we want you to feel like you're getting something that's going to help you tomorrow or or this afternoon or whenever, you know, you, you finish listening and you're like, okay, I know what I'm going to do next. All right. Thanks for listening in and we will see you next time. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. 
If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.